Greetings and salutations, everybody. It's time for another episode of Bald and Bingeable. I'm D'Angelo, and I'm here to take you through an auditory journey through all the things in pop culture that you consume, the stuff you're insatiable for, the stuff you find truly bingeable. This is like Merry Christmas. Yay! To join me today is a good friend of mine. You hear her right there. That's Annie Setti. From Hello. Never Growing Up. So you guys listen to her on that pod. It's a good podcast to binge, especially if you are making a trip to a Disney property. And so they're on a little hiatus right now, Brady being deployed, but they are going to be back in the new year. So keep an eye on them, but go ahead and just like subscribe now. It'll pop up and then just listen here and there. And we're going to talk yes. a little bit about some of her recommendations because I'm actually making a trip to Disney World. I know it's in I'm Florida. So I need everybody just to calm down. I am, I am, I'm boosted <laughs> up. And so we are masky. We, we are very, very much taking precautions. And I've been tested a lot in the past couple of weeks. Ugh. But anyways. I just came from the test. So I hear you. <laughs> see, this is like life right now. This, this is us. This is this is, the apocalypse did this to us. Uh, we are going to get into White Christmas, which Annie has Yay. as one of her favorite Christmas uh, movies that she binges every year. And it's one of those ones that I drop into here and there. It's one of those ones that I also make a promise with myself whenever I watch it to watch more vintage movies. And then I end up watching Gossip Girl. But like, really- <laughs> I love that. That's what I do, but it ends up being Korean drama. So I do the exact same. <laughs> yeah. It's like I could watch All About Eve, but what is happening with Julian? But um, exactly. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then also we'll talk about a little bit about some New York Christmas stuff. So, um, yes. Let's actually do that first. Okay, so you were just in New York. And yes, we know you guys, we're going to pretend like it doesn't exist right now because it's like, it's Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. It's Christmas. We'll so if you if you are dealing with illness or anything, we really do I extend, you know, like my, I don't want to say thoughts and prayers because that's so gross and disingenuous. But the whole thing is, is like, you know. Like healing vibes. I don't know. Yeah, healing vibes. I don't know. Put goodness into the world and like yeah. for you. And like, hopefully, you know, this we get through this really quickly and like the surge is just a blip, whatever. But anyways, yeah. you were in New York. So how was yes. New York? Was this an anniversary trip or was this like fun or what was going on? It was actually just fun. So my husband uh, was forced into taking PTO pay time off. So um, (laughs) forced, forced. And so it was either go to Disney or go to New York. And my husband hadn't been to New or I hadn't been to New York since December of 2019. Like literally the, I was doing a mileage run for those of you who don't know what a mileage run is, is for those of you who are whores for um, like loyalty programs for airlines, you usually like do a last minute trip to just get you to that next level or keep your level or whatever you're doing. So that's was the last time I was there, literally um, two years to the day. So adult been there long. So adult it's that so you're doing, adult. you're doing mileage runs. So you guys, we are learning things today. This is actually yes. a little moment. It's like, ding, the little star just went over us. Okay. So, yes. so you guys were in New York and so he had to do his pay yeah. time off. So you guys got to enjoy, indulge a little bit. I saw that you guys went to six. And so, yes. Okay, so finally, how was how finally. was that? Because you've been you've been a big fan of that since it was like West End when it was like in the beginning. Yes, yeah, even before like when it came out with like in like this sounds so, I sound like an asshole. Sorry, um, like when they came out like the Edinburgh Festival because that's where it started, mm-hmm. um, and then it came to the West End, and he, I was a I'm I'm huge 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 fan of the show. And I was dying to see the Broadway cast. I had seen videos of the Broadway cast a few times, mm-hmm. and I wasn't like 
overly impressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I was like, whatever. I love the show. I want to support it. And so especially these days, you know, you got to get out and support Broadway, even with all of its closures and whatnot. But if you mm -hmm. can, can. Um, it was so it was interesting. So if you watch a lot of um, video, the Broadway videos on YouTube or the West End videos, um, the crowd is very raucous. Like it's like going to a concert. Mm -hmm. And I think the U.S. audience doesn't know what to do with this show. Because it's yeah. a concert, essentially. It doesn't, it doesn't know what to do with it yet. It's not It's not like Mamma Mia where they're dancing in the aisles yet. Yeah, and I think, too, it's not part of our history. And mm. so, but it's, I mean, I don't know. This is a whole other conversation. But um, maybe but maybe that's it. I think I don't know. Well, tell everybody, what is, what is the storyline of Six? Oh, yes. So, yeah, so Six so is a new Six... musical that's on Broadway right now that was supposed to open up back in 2020, and then it got postponed, and now yes. it's actually open. And so it's happening. Yeah. So Six is about the six wives of Henry VIII. So Henry VIII was probably one of the most famous kings of England. And he married six women over the course of his life. And there's this like well-known poem that was written back in the day, which is like divorced, beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. And the whole point of the show is these queens, these former queens kind of taking back the narrative. Mm -hmm. So fantastic. Like, girl power type of uh, type of show and it's very like the style of music is goes from beyonce to like spice girls to uh like oh what's the katie is it katie bush i can't think of her name she's a very Kate specific bush. british singer Kate bush Kate thank bush. you um yeah so many different um styles of like pop music and these girls just go out there and sing their faces off oh. faces off and they're they were fantastic they were, um, in my opinion, not the same as the West End cast, but I'm biased. Um, mm -hmm. the, the girl who played Catherine of Aragon, which is Henry's first wife, amazing, very Beyonce-esque. Um, Anna Cleese was phenomenal. Um, the girl who played Jane Seymour, who that's like the big song. Like that was a huge song on mm -hmm. British radio, the song she sings, Heart of Stone. And it's, she was unbelievable. She's actually Jesse Mueller's sister, if anybody knows who that is theater nerds if you know this. Mm -hmm. she's jesse mueller's sister sounds exactly like jesse mueller so it was like kind of wild to listen to her sing it would they were fantastic we even saw so this is right when if when you, when you guys are listening to this you'll know that new york has like literally shit the bed in terms of um covet outbreak and so this was like right when this was happening and so there was like an understudy um, for Catherine Howard, who did great. It was, I was so excited to see all the understudies I saw because you knew they were like, this is their moment. They're, they're understudying really, during the holiday season. Which is huge. So they're getting exposure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Huge exposure for these people. And every understudy that I saw was amazing. Like I was so excited to see them. That's and the awesome. girl Catherine Howard is a really, in my opinion, the hardest song to sing in that show. She was fantastic. So the show was fantastic. I just don't think the U.S. audience gets it, which sucks. Mm -hmm. so we'll see what happens it might have like a good tour life but they mm. i don't feel like i've even seen much about six though like out and about there you know what i mean like that's the thing they don't have like a huge promotional like, yeah. push yeah so it's kind of like yeah, head over heels which was which you know remember head over heels the one with the go-go's it like was a oh, blip. Yeah, peppermint yeah, yeah. was in it you know and so yes. that was a great show we went and saw it we kind of like did you know mm. uh, one of those uh apps that like RuPaul was, you know, touting for the way to yeah. today ticks or whatever, those kind of things. And um, yeah. we got really great seats and we went and we were like, this is great. And I think um, Head Over Heels has a life for like tour and high school and college productions. Yeah. 
that's where it's going to yeah. really, really shine. And like, it's going to become, you know, yeah. canon for everybody, but, um, that's, that's so cute. Is, though, you know? <laughs> so how was, how was New York in the, in, cause you have a romanticized view of New York. Cause you've never lived there. Have you? So actually, yes, I have. So, um, basically for like a few weeks out of the month for like three years. Oh, um, so I lived in Washington Heights essentially. So I was like, all the way up there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So like why I consider Washington Heights, like my home base. That's so funny. Yeah. Isn't that funny? (laughs) You guys, Annie's Caucasian. I'm just going to put that out there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a white cisgender female. I grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. So, um, but that's so funny. I didn't realize that you had lived in New York. And so, but how was New York this Christmas? Cause like Barney's is gone. It's like, so like the windows and all that, is it happening? Yeah. Like- so no. And so we also saw Hades town too. So we went and saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the second time for me seeing Hades town. My husband really wanted to see Hades town. There was a lot of understudies, but it was fine. It was, they were fantastic. Yeah. Um, actually we went to the markets. So we did like the Bryant park holiday market, the union square holiday market. We didn't do like any windows things. So because I worked in New York for so long and lived in the Heights and basically, and like, I don't do like a lot of tourist stuff when I'm there. You can't, and you don't go downtown. That's yeah. my thing either. Is that no. like there's certain places that I just, I avoid, you know what I mean? Like I avoid like, like yeah, you just, you can't do it anymore. And so that was for a certain time and place in my life, except for going there yes. when you're like really lit, like at four o'clock in the morning is a moment, yes. you know, like, and the thing is, is that was, when I was 26 years old, you know what I mean? So I remember, cause I have like so many weird, crazy, shady, like New York stories. Cause I lived there for a few years, but Mm -hmm. like right out of college, you know what I mean? We like, I was having fun discovering myself, discovering the world and everything. And so I was thinking about it when I was like walking the dog earlier, I was like, Hmm, I'm going to talk to Annie about New York. And I was like, Oh, I can't think of any like really sweet New York, like Christmas or New Year's (laughs) Eve stories. They're all just like raging, like flaming, you know, hot mess, dumpster fire person that I was back then, you know, (laughs) like I remember I met these, it was SantaCon and I was not participating in SantaCon. And we're not blaming SantaCon enough for the, for the uh, revival of COVID over there, but yeah, I think it's people need to start blaming it. I think that's one of the problems, but the, um, Ugh. but I just remember it now. And we were trying to avoid it. Like we, I was like Mm -hmm. with, with a couple friends, and we yeah. were trying to avoid like those people. And we like stumbled into some like really cute, like little bar space. And this is like yeah. very a New York story where you all of a sudden make friends with the people that you're like sitting at a bar with, you know, and that kind of thing. And then mm-hmm. you travel somewhere else and you probably will never see these people ever again. And you shouldn't usually yeah. go to a second location with these people. <laughs> I remember like <laughs> finding myself we're like in Christmas hats and I was with these two lesbian models who the whole mm-hmm. night got everything handed to them because they were, they were dating. Oh, so nice. They were so yeah. beautiful. And like guys would like be looking at them. I remember this one time, like Anika, she like looked at her, her girl and she was just like, Oh, we need to get martinis. And then she looked at this really hot guy and she was just like, and she put her hand on the other one's boob. And she was like, can you get us martinis? And he was like, sure. <laughs> like, they are the just superior like, race. <laughs> it worked. And it was like, Oh my God, I'm sticking with these girls. So it was like next location. And then we ended up in the, backseat of somebody's car that we didn't even know like he could have just driven us off into wherever just like smoking like a blunt you know like in the back of like some car yeah and then like stumbled out of there and like went to the next location was like whose car was that I don't know we just met him and it was like we just got in a stranger's car (laughs) so we've all been there (laughs) 
<laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, those are like, those, those are the kind of things. And then I also remember this one time, um, Kid Rock. I remember hanging out with Kid Rock once at Christmas time. And That's so, so random. yeah. And so I was with Jason, uh, Jason Preston. And so he's a, a friend uh-huh. and, and whatnot. And um, Jason was a knit boy in New York City at the time. You know what I mean? Like every, you know, so doors just kind of opened. He went to every single club and I was just the sidekick, you yeah. know? So I was like, yeah, I'll go. So we rolled around everywhere together. And I remember this one night we met Bob, Kid Rock. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was Wait, really his like, real name, Bob. Mm-hmm. His real name is Bob. Um, yeah, Robert, but his real name is Bob. I don't remember his last name, but he was yeah. dating May Anderson at the time, the model. And they were, yeah, he was, he dated her for a couple of years there. So I want to say this is probably like 2007 ish. Yeah. And like, okay. and he was a delight. Like he was really just like okay. such a nice guy, completely down to earth. Like all that stage persona was just not there. Yeah. And then now when you see that he's like this dumpster fire of a person now, and it's just like, what is going on so with this sad. man? Yeah. yeah. But I remember he was just, he was a really cool guy. And it was like a whole night. But I remember also we were in Santa hats, like walking around and he had like, but he was in full Kid Rock, like big, you know, uh, yeah. he wasn't in a fur coat. He was like in a big denim coat, but it was like a really big, like the hair, thing. the yeah. hair, but like he had on like a, a, a Santa hat, you know, and I yeah. remember those are like my Santa like things. And I'm like, what other holiday stuff that he did in the city? Like, I remember like we put a tree up once in my, my apartment, but I don't know. Uh, anyways, so let's get into like this holiday season. So we're actually, um, I'm going to be out on the road. And so these episodes are going to come into you guys. And so um, check into my Instagram and see where the hell I am. But so I'll be in Florida visiting family. And then we're actually going to be up and I'll be up in the Midwest as well. And so, but when we're in Florida, we're going to do a little bit of uh, my Christmas gift was apparently it's, it's Walt Disney world. And so he was like, well, that's what we're going to do this year. And I was like, Okay. And so like the thing was that I had just mentioned it once in passing. I was like, oh, I want to do the 50th anniversary. And so, and I don't know how I have like become this Disney gay. I have no idea where it happened (laughs) that I've slowly morphed into a Disney adult and I'm not proud of myself for it, you know? Oh no, you're an adult who likes, who loves Disney. There's a separation. Yeah. Okay, I hope so because I don't have yeah. like I don't have some of those traits. You know what I mean? Like I'm not Same. not running around with the pins on the lanyard. I just Same. Yeah, yeah, there's some there's certain things I do draw a line at. You know, mm-hmm. and I, and like and as cute as I find Disney bounding, I can't do it. I can't. So you guys, Disney bounding, go look it up. And there's like groups. And yeah. actually, I think on Facebook I actually follow one of them because it's cute, but it's just not for me. And it's when people dress up like characters. Like, but not because adults aren't allowed to dress up when they're in right. Disney, we're in the Disney properties, unless it's like Halloween. Yeah. So people are like, well, I'm going to be Ariel. So they wear like a blue top or, you know, a yeah. purple, a, like a light purple top, like her coconut or her, her little shells. Yeah. And then a green dress with like a teal belt. And they're like, I'm Ariel. And like, yeah. Okay. You're okay, like Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> I found it's this really great dress at Walmart. Yeah. Oh, it's so okay. painful. So I'm supposed to, and I'm going to write these things down. So you guys should get okay. a pen because Annie is a, she has her podcast, Never mm-hmm. Growing Up, which is a Disney podcast for adults. And they yes. really focus in on the Disney properties. And Annie specifically is like a Disney world pro. You have like a, you have an annual pass, right? Yes. I just renewed it the last time I was there. Cause it like, you know, 
went stale during the lockdown pandemic and we did not, we were of those people that were not going to go until we were vaccinated. So, um, uh, yeah, so I had to re up recently. Nice. And so I haven't been there since like middle school. Okay. Oh. So, and I'm a Disneyland person. We go all yeah. the time for Disneyland, but, and it's so much smaller and it's yes. like, and it was, it's so intimidating when I was like, kind of looking at the map and I was like, can we do this all <laughs> like, and so we're taking it, we're, we're not doing animal kingdom, but we're going to take a day. Like, so the first day when we get in, we're going to be going to Hollywood studios. Okay. Okay. So what is my dinner and lunch situation? What should I like kind of. So I'm going towards? to preface all of this with, Mm -hmm. I don't personally like to eat in the physical parks Okay. for many reasons, because there's a lot of children. (laughs) I don't have children, just heads up everybody. And um, this is why you have to listen to our podcast. She will tell tell you where to avoid kids. And then also where's air conditioned to take a moment without children around. Like she has those kind of tips in her thing. So that's what's important. Yeah. So you you have to listen to that for that, but I'm being selfish because since I'm going to be there, I need to know, and we're going to be there like on the first, second, third. I mean, like, it's going to be like, it's going to be a melee. (laughs) It could be interesting because the worst, one of the worst days of the year to be at the parks is New Year's Eve Mm because it's a mess. Usually they hit capacity and there's not at full capacity yet. So that's going to be hit much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is great because you have knows. to like put the little reservation in, which you know what I mean? Yes. So at least it does something like that. So you have to like pre-plan that you're going yeah. to be going and all that. So they could already shut it down now. They are um, weird fact. They stopped selling annual passes a few months ago because they were trying to control the amount of people that were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't <laughs> want to guarantee people things. Cause there's a lot of problems yes. with those annual passes. I've been seeing that because yeah. we have friends who got them here at Disneyland and like they went and then they can't put another reservation in yeah. in advance bef- before a certain time. And it's like, wait a second, we should be able to get this because we have an annual pass, that kind of thing. Yeah. And they and just so- took away discounts for some of the 50th anniversary merchandise because people were abusing their annual pass discounts so much. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. But anyway, so if you do want to eat at Hollywood Studios, my recommendation is to go to the Brown Derby Lounge, mm-hmm. not the actual restaurant, but the lounge. Um, you probably won't need to get an advanced reservation if you go in and get on the waiting list. So now, right now, Disney, they have waiting lists. So you can take your phone and scan a QR code mm-hmm. and it will put you on a waiting list. Um, if there's not someone there like s- telling you, hey, yeah, you can go in. It'll be like 15 minutes or whatever it is. Okay. So that would be my recommendation if you do so wish to eat in Hollywood Studios. If you were What kind of food to- is that? Brown Derby Lounge. The like- most famous thing they have there is the Cobb salad. So it's very like, it's like very old school Hollywood commissary type food. Okay. That yeah, very that's specific. totally. Is there like a meatloaf? There has to be. <laughs> like yes. pro- yeah. I love, yes. I kind of love that. Like I am, it's I'm very a buffet cool. child and I love a good like commissary. Like if you bring in craft yes. services, it's like, yeah, I'll have a burrito and some m and That's exactly what it is. <laughs> like, yeah. Exactly it. Okay. I'm so into it. Yeah. And so um, part of our part of our podcast is like we're always looking for the place that also serves us drinks. So, yes, mm. you can get cocktails in the lounge if you're looking for food that's not like or you just don't need alcohol at that moment in time. Then mm. I would say go to the cantina or not the cantina, the quick service in um, Galaxy's Edge that has the best food, I think, outside of it. If you're just looking for food and you don't need drinks. Mm-hmm. You can try to get into the cantina 
It's mm-hmm. like impossible to get into reservations now. I understand they're now seating parties together, um, which, yeah, I hated that one time. I it, Well, it turned out well. One time I went into the cantina and they sat us next to a birthday party. And it was so awkward until I ended up finding out that they were also Disney Instagrammers. And so it worked out and was fine. Okay. But it was so bizarre because I was like, hey, happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. I'm not paying for your drink. <laughs> no, it was so awkward. It was so weird. But um, the food there is not great, but the drinks are good. Yeah, I've been to the cantina at Disneyland. Yeah, it's and the same so, thing. Yeah, so it's the same thing. And so yeah. it's just everybody's like, I want the blue milk. And you're like, mm. okay. <laughs> like, okay. This one has alcohol, though. <laughs> oh, does it? Yeah, because okay. um, in Hollywood Studios, you can serve well, alcohol. No, they do. They have they have alcohol in the one at Disneyland. Oh, that's they do? The, oh, I yeah, thought... it's one of the only places okay. in Disneyland that they actually have alcohol. Oh, I didn't know yeah. they were doing that. So okay, California cool. Adventure is full of alcohol, which is my favorite part yes, of it. that is so, my favorite so, like, part. That's where I spent my actual birthday this year. Yeah. Like we were like, it's 11. Let's get a beer. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's how it's done. Yeah. Well, like little kids can have a (laughs) milkshake at 11. I can have a beer at 11. Yeah. 100%. But so Disney World. Okay. So that's a good thing to know because I know we'll be there because we're not, I don't think we're not staying on a Disney property. I don't even know where we're staying. He made all his reservations. So I'm just, I know that we're going. So, but I don't, I know we're staying probably somewhere else where we can just get points for <laughs> one of our because yeah, we're doing the we same honestly thing don't. end of year this this time of year we haven't or this past like year or so we haven't been doing on property mm-hmm. because um first it's expensive as shit and the quality is not that super like the customer service is amazing mm-hmm. but you're really paying for the proximity you are to the parks so we normally stay at swan and dolphin which is a marriott property and we get mm-hmm. we're Marriott people and they just opened the new Swan Reserve, which is super nice. And it's on the same grounds. And you can walk to Epcot from there. Mm-hmm. We also stay at the Waldorf Astoria, which if you're a Hilton person, that's a Hilton property. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. It's super, super nice. There's also a new JW Marriott that they opened right across. So those are like probably I think that's where we're staying. Oh, nice. In the Bond Creek. Yeah, that's that because yeah, I'm actually doing work at the JW Marriott in LA live in January. Fingers crossed. And my client also was like, I'm coming. I don't care if there's only 500 of us. We are coming and they're an association, which is great. So you guys, this is like sideline into like my real life business. So like, I actually do like event, you know, uh, entertainment for events and things like that. And so, and for this, I actually got a client who she's one of my favorite people in the freaking world. And so, and last year she got really, really sick and not from COVID, but because she had heart stuff. And so, and I didn't hear from her for like six months and I got very, very nervous. And all of a sudden oh she like God. popped back up on my radar and she's like, Hey, I'm coming back. And I was like, Oh my God, thank God. So I gave her the biggest hug last week. We both were masked, you know what I mean? Like, and so, but of I got course. to meet, I got to meet her up there at the JW, but anyways, so that's that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in the magic kingdom, we're spending a whole day there. So where are like my places that I kind of should probably try to eat or like, oh is, my there, God, don't. is there alcohol? In First off, kingdom? don't. No. Well, yes, there is. There's a few locations there are, but my moral of the story is do not eat in the Magic Kingdom unless you need like popcorn or something. Just mm-hmm. do that. The only place I would say if you want to really, really, really want to eat in the Magic Kingdom is go to Skipper Canteen. Uh-huh. Um, and they do serve alcohol there. Um, however, what I normally do is I go to one of the Magic Kingdom resorts and we'll go to a lounge or we'll eat at a restaurant there. So the place we went to recently, which was used to be, it used to be called the wave. It's in the contemporary resort. Mm-hmm. Now it's called steakhouse 71, similar to the Disneyland property. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has a lovely lounge, lovely menu, um, fantastic drinks. Food's great. 
Um, you could also get the full restaurant menu there too. So that's normally where I like to go. Is it a quick jaunt out of the out of the park though? It's a like ten minute walk. Oh really? Yeah. You just go out of the park, turn left, and walk to the contemporary. Mm. That's a yeah, good thing to nice. know. So you think yeah. that so just like unless you're gonna grab something quick that you're just gonna be walking and eating, you know. So like I'll probably get my yeah. corn dog. I'll probably get my corn dog yeah. at some point and sit down because yeah. they probably make you sit. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> please take a sit- seat on this rock that's not a rock that looks like a rock, but it's a chair, but it's not a rock. <laughs> like, right now it seems like you don't have to be staying still to eat. It seems like you're allowed to walk as long as you're outside. Let's see what to- happens though. It's first of the year, girl. They're gonna make Never do know. something else. Oh like, please wear gloves. <laughs> like I'll be like, what is happening? You know what I mean? So we don't know what, what's I happening, know. but we're 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 going on like the best of situations. Okay. So yeah. that's a good thing to know. So like yeah. we would do that that for probably for dinner and then we'll probably just do something like grab and grab and go for like a a lunch situation well i would even suggest doing that for lunch because like you can just go there and get drinks and like a crab cake Mm -hmm. if you want and then like for dinner if i were actually wanting to go to dinner i would say go to get on the monorail and go to enchanted rose which is at the uh, grand floridian it's a gorgeous bar it's new it's a lounge i should say it's based off of Beauty and the Beast, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the food there is tr- tremendous. You can usually also get food from Citricos, which is the restaurant next door. So you can get that full menu too, as long as they're still doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the drinks are amazing. The waitstaff's amazing. Um, that's what, if you were wanting to do like a lounge type of dinner mm-hmm. in near Magic Kingdom, that's what I would do. And that okay. doesn't need reservations, but there could be a wait. Okay. That's good to know. So we'll like look that all up. Okay. And then Epcot. Okay. So you're going, you're going during, um, the, I think the, actually I have to check. I think the holiday thing ends on the 30th. Does it? Okay. Yeah. Cause I know the Mm -hmm. holiday thing at Disneyland usually ends on the 6th. Yeah. I think they're ending it earlier over at this one. Cause I was looking that up the other day. When does fest, you can cut this out. When does festival of the arts start? Oh, that goes. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. I think you're going at a time where there's nothing. (laughs) That's what I mean. It's like right between the two. Like, so it's just like, okay. Yeah. Fun. So, so like, okay, what, cool. so what is it? So here's what I would recommend. So I would recommend going to La Cava del Tequila, which is in the Mexico pavilion. Go in mm-hmm. there. They have amazing um, tequila drinks, obviously margaritas, things like that. They have my personal favorite tequila there. Siete Leguas. Mm-hmm. Um, earlier on in the pan, well, not earlier on in the pandemic, back in May, they were doing like mixed drinks, like set menu and it sucked. But now mm-hmm. they're back to normal um, and fantastic tequila menu, fantastic margarita menu. All you can get there is like chip salsa guac, mm-hmm. but like hang out there, have some snacks. Fantastic. Then go to the Italy pavilion to their wine bar, which is called Tutto Gusto. Mm-hmm. And it's like literally one of the closest things I've seen. I mean, it's very similar, like around here where, where we from uh-huh. <laughs> like, In Ohio going to. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to, well, actually our Italian restaurants aren't that nice anymore, but um, if you're just going to like bar that has like meats and cheese and like little things and you can get full menu there too. Mm -hmm. Um, Fantastic wine bar. Like you could just go there and get charcuterie and a pasta, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Make sure you do that. And it's usually, it's been kind of dead there lately, which is new. It's usually been kind of packed. Um, I love that area. If you want, you can go next door to Via Napoli and get a piece of pizza if you so wish. <laughs> but I would that's say an, that's, that's an Anthony thing. He will get the pizza. Like he's, oh yeah, yeah. yeah oh, like yes. 
and he's more and anthony's not so much of a drinker either so the thing is is so he'll okay. be like what kind of snack is here where's the chocolate is usually his like one of his mm. questions you know that kind of thing Made and a so, really good chocolate martini there oh see Ask I, actually, <laughs> I had a chocolate martini last night and i never have a chocolate martini but it's it's I just like it. it's well okay being gross trigger warning guys whatever say it with me somebody <laughs> threw up um but like so oh, like God. a friend it wasn't me who threw up but a friend of ours like she was yeah. just like they had all these chocolate martinis it was one of those like cocktail parties i was doing with like rich ladies and yeah, like one of them had, of that. well they were sitting there and she's like she's like literally petting her dog and as they're talking and she just went and she just started throwing up on her dog like <laughs> like she didn't like there was no, oh God. there was no, like, I have to leave to the bathroom. Let me shield my face. Let me do anything. She just threw up martini and like in her own, like in her own so lap upsetting. and she was still holding the glass. And so I haven't had a chocolate martini since that was like 2001. That's fair. Okay. That's so fair. Like, like, like that was like a long Wait, time Wait, this is 2001? Ago. No, or not in 2000, oh. 2004, 2005, something like that. Like it was like a long time ago. like, this is someone ago. I know? No, this was in college. Oh, this is right after fine. college. This is right after college. Okay. And so I hadn't had a chocolate martini since back then. And so and I think like enough time has passed. So it wasn't my sickness, but somebody else's. And yeah. so, and last night we were at this, um, uh, a planner that we know that was having like his, his holiday party, you know, mm -hmm. and it was all outdoors because everybody's changing all their plans right now. I know. So, I know. and they brought this thing in that was like this little tuck tuck that like had all these like it was very much like going to like like disney where it just yeah. had all these like levers on it and like That's they amazing. just had mixed drinks and all these levers and like one was a cosmo one was sangria so and then one was chocolate martini it was the strongest chocolate martini i've good. ever had that it's good. like good that I remember because it's been a while but it was yeah. so strong I mean it was just like oh that's alcohol and then they did the whole thing where they like threw like chocolate chips and like little marshmallow bits on top of it you yes. know what I mean and so yes. and I am like my inner fat boy was very happy with the marshmallows so it was just <laughs> like it was a moment <laughs> talking about marshmallows we will we'll, we'll, we'll change gears now for a moment so let's talk about okay. marshmallow world and that being white Christmas our oh. holiday movie that we are talking about today. Oh, look at that choreography. For real. Comes the most fabulous music and merch in motion picture history. Singing a song. Bing and Danny are bringing you a bonus of holiday cheer early this year with the music, the magic of one of the greatest entertainment hits of all time. Bing and Danny in a joyous show business story of a couple of guys who have made good and now want to make better. You've got everything you want except the most important thing. What's this? A girl. I'll get her out of that one of these days. My dear partner, Dude, was it? when what's left of you gets around to what's left to be gotten, what's left to be gotten yeah. won't be worth getting whatever it is you've got left. When I'm worried and They're I being can't sleep, your blessings to Rosemary Clooney. I count my oh, blessings instead of she. Watch Danny dance, the best thing happened while dancing with Vera Ellen. I was always obsessed with her shoes. 
talking today about white christmas uh that was just the preview that we showed you guys you guys can go to imdb you guys can watch that same exact preview just go to youtube you guys know how to use the google box you know it's like a whole thing so this is the story about singers bob wallace played by bing crosby and phil davis played by danny Kay. they joined sister act betty played by rosemary clooney and judy hayes played by vera allen to perform a christmas show in rural vermont there they run into general waverly who's played by dean jagger the boys commander in World War II, who they learn is having financial difficulties. His quaint country inn is failing. So what's the force him to do but plan a Yuletide miracle and fun-filled musical extravaganza that's sure to put Waverly and his business back in the black. Okay, so that was our little synopsis there. Um, I watched this movie completely different this time, you know what I mean? And just kind of like noticing it. And it is seriously one of the most gorgeous movies like ever. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then the other thing too, is I had to like look up because you know, when it always pops up in this, and then I can't remember the other movie that it also pops up in, but Vista vision, you know, Oh, it's in, um, Oh, it's in a lot of movies. Yeah. But the other one that's like most, I want to say like most famous for it is Alfred Hitchcock's uh, North by Northwest is also shot in like Vista vision. And so, and I wanted to look it up and like, what is the big deal with Vista vision? Well, it had to do with how they actually, it set like the precedent of how they actually captured widescreen images. Mm -hmm. And so, and then the film also, instead of going in the canister with the um, little real, the little real tabs, you know, going uh, right and left, it actually went, they're up and down. So the film is felt fed into the camera a different oh, way. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's it's fed in differently. So this way they get the, the wider shots. So that's like a little bit of movie trivia. That's what that whole Vista Vision thing that. is. Cause I saw Vista Vision. I was like, what the hell is Vista Vision? And I thought it had to do with the colors, but no, the colors are just gorgeous. And that's I think what I thought too. Yeah, no, but it has nothing to do with the colors. It has to do with why they have awesome. so many big wide shots. Why like the set yeah. was so important in this movie. One of the reasons why I want to say that too about the Vista Vision, I'm just gonna throw this in there too, is if you can watch this on like the biggest TV in your house. Yes. Like it's really worth it to watch it that way because the costumes are just immaculate and everything else. And so, and we can get into the whole fact that it's white Christmas and yes, everybody's white inside the whole entire movie. Yeah. So, and I had to put that to the show, side, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the minstrel show is very problematic and like, it and I completely, okay. So I haven't watched this movie in like four or five years and I completely forgot about that. And also they're like, well, you we want to go to a minstrel show. And it's like, Oh no. And they don't do it. They don't do it in blackface, like in Holiday Inn. No, you know what I mean. So they don't. They don't go that far with it. But it's yeah. just kind of like, oh, so they 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 do know that some of that was a little bit more sensitive. But then kind of how they're wearing like the red gloves and that kind of thing. It was kind of like, yeah. hmm. but at the same time, as a you know creative director and producer and that sort of a thing, 
I love the use of gloves and everything. So, but we'll get into that. So we're oh, here, like sure. all the way. Yeah. We're yeah. so like in the, in the future of this, but um, yeah. So like in the very beginning though, um, I always, I, I'm like such a little girl, like I'm 14 years old and I'm always like, where's the hot boys? You know what I mean? And, so, mm-hmm. and they're really, between in this movie. Bing Crosby is not very good looking. It's something mm-hmm. that I really, huh? He's, I, he's like 50, I think, in this movie, in like real life. And mm-hmm. he looks like he's 75. Oh, yeah. So and like, in the pants. There, and there is sometimes too, like later in the movie where he does look like a little bit better when they shoot him straight on when he has like more blue mm-hmm. eyes when he's falling in love. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, she brings out the best in him, like quite literally. <laughs> but, but, but like, <laughs> you know, and even like uh, Danny Kay, you know, so you can't be looking for this for like good looking guys, except for General Waverly. I think General Waverly is kind of foxy. So, yes. And also Vera Allen or yeah, Vera Allen's dancing partner who oh, looks yeah. like Gene Kelly, in my opinion. That's probably the best you're getting. Yeah. And he's like the brownest boy in the whole entire movie. So like, is, <laughs> like, yes. like her dance partner. And that's <laughs> not saying much. But General Waverly, you guys, he's a snack, especially if you're into daddies, like his like little blue hair self. Yes. yes. I'm like. He is the cutest one. And apparently he is related to Mick Jagger somewhere down the road. Oh, you know no kidding. I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah. I was like looking at that because I was like, who is this old man? And yeah, Dean Jagger. Oh, wait, I pulled this up too. So you guys Google Dean Jagger, but look how good looking he used oh, to be. Oh, look at that. Good for you, dude. Wait, are yeah. we sure that's him? Or that's on? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's that actor down there. from Game Yeah, Thrones. this one. Yeah, look down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it the same person? He's from Game of Thrones. No, that's from Game I of Thrones. Yeah, oh my God, we have to cut on. this out. No, we're going to leave it inside because we are total ass. We'll cut it but out. The thing is, is, but he still is. He was still like a good looking daddy though. Oh, okay. he's very handsome. He yeah, looks he like was Sean handsome. Connery. Yeah. And in this movie, especially. Like, look at oh. that picture right there. Oof. hello. Yeah, he's good looking. So he's got a good job. This one, there he is. Yeah. Oh, he's a famous There's Mormon. There's a younger picture of him. See, when you guys, then, oh, when you when you Google so things, you start finding things out, and it's like, oh no, <laughs> so much. Yeah. Okay, but he was good looking, so that we can't, we can at least yeah. do that. So that's your eye candy for this, and so, and that's the gayest there part of go. this this podcast. Okay, so not the fact the fact that you know we're talking about a big old musical, but whatever. Um, <laughs> so, do they have Bernardo? Because you know Bernardo from West Side Story from the movie, he's in that. Um, or when she goes, la, what did you, you didn't do right by me? That whole song. That's Bernardo from West Side Story, like the movie. But What's his he's name? not actually Hispanic. I forget his real name. Do you know what his dancer name is? It's actually a, his name. He's actually Greek. So it looks like a Greek name, oh. I believe. But it's probably okay. if you, you scroll down more. But like he's good looking. Like he played Bernardo in West Side Story. I know, the, like but the they, movie. The, but the they buried him in there. And this is me being totally oh, like whatever. So it is a good musical, guys. It's just because they don't have hot guys in it doesn't mean they can't be a great musical. But that's true. Yes. Okay. Did you want to be Vera when you were a kid? Because like when you watch this, her dancing is sickening. <laughs> no, I wanted to be Rosemary Clooney. <laughs> you did? Oh, but in the black dress at the Carousel Club, but the yes, black dress at the Carousel yes. Club is like the best when she's wearing the Michael Jackson gloves, and like she, like, like and uh, yes. yeah, she comes out and she's like, "I'm changing my song," 
and then she like does her shady song to him yes okay so we're ju- we're so jumping all over the place we're not doing a recap we're just we're doing like our own like little review and if you guys have watched white christmas you guys can be like totally on our page and i don't know why you listened yeah, to you'll get it. you didn't you should have been done at the at the disney part but still yes. keep it streaming so we get the numbers okay but anyway <laughs> at the very beginning like the whole world war ii thing you know, when they when they're showing that like little bit of the end. Do you know that they were like, seriously, we were just at the tail end of like the real war. And so like, that's why they were like, we have to pump this out. Yeah. there. That's something that oh, I yeah. found out. It was very propaganda ish. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. was. And so it was like, let's all join the army. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what they did. Like, it, it, not to jump around even more. But when you see like the ending musical numbers, mm-hmm. it's like, very much propaganda ish. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and I totally cried. But whatever. Um, I know. <laughs> like it totally gets you in the end, and you're like, oh, yes. they love this man. You know what I mean? I cried so, so much. Yeah, it's one of those things. Speak about cry, you guys. Next week, I'm gonna have. Uh, we're doing another review with another guest, and we're doing the Family Stone. Oh my God, I finished this movie and then I went into Family Stone and I was a mess. And I'm like, let's go to this party. That's why I was drinking chocolate martinis last night. So it wasn't depression. (laughs) It was all these movies. Um, Okay, but back into the White Christmas. But like that whole beginning when, you know, uh, Bing Crosby character Wallace doesn't want to take him, Mm -hmm. you know, and then he's like, yeah, you owe me. Basically, like I save your life. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, Did you, and then like, they go and then you know uh what do you call it davis and wallace then they go and they hit like the circuit and they become Mm -hmm. very successful and so yes i do love the scrappiness of the girls and i can see why you liked betty because of her whole way that she sent over a letter saying that she was like his seeing the the brother sister did that yeah so vera ellen did that the younger sister yeah so the younger sister did that and maybe it's because i'm an older sister and i also thought like betty like just wouldn't put up with shit and so for some reason i always as a kid and even now like more identify identify with betty like she tells people what is up so you're although i wasn't cool like <laughs> i am a betty i am a betty <laughs> oh i gotta watch clothes now <laughs> total betty <laughs> yes yes but what were you saying oh i just i loved that like she the only thing i didn't like about her was the end well, not the end, but like kind of near the end. And if we're, are we spoiling things for people? No, we but, should, we're jumping all over the place. This is from 1954. This can't be a spoiler, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> she does like super passive aggressive stuff with Bing Crosby. Like all you had to do, I mean, I guess obviously it's for dramatic effect, uh-huh. but all you had to do, girl, was like ask his care, ask Bob, like, hey, like I heard you on the phone. This is what I heard from. By the way, the like super nosy listens to everything like housekeeper mm-hmm. and she's telling me what's up. Like, don't you think like you should have maybe thought like maybe she ain't telling the truth because she's like nibby nosy. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> that part all bothered me. Like and then she was like mad when like her sister got engaged and I was like, you need to settle down. But um, otherwise, yes, I very much. Uh, nosy housekeeper her. is totally the yes. lady from Sister Act. Yeah, that was actually her last film. Yeah. Film. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I like I was like, she's so familiar. She's so familiar. And Anthony's like, she's from Sister Act. And I was like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. Do you think she was in love with Major General? <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. As I all the housekeepers are. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is a little bit like, hmm. You know what I mean? So she, like that's why yeah. he didn't have he didn't have a woman later on in his life. And he was the best looking one yeah. out of all of them. Whatever. 
he needed to yeah. be with you with want- with Marsha, the one. <laughs> it's a pleasure, I'm sure, or whatever. What it was. Yes, mutual, I'm sure. Mutual, I'm sure. That's what it is. Mutual, I'm sure. <laughs> like that's who he needed to be with. Amazing. Yes. <laughs> so, okay. Um, there's just so many like little like stupid notes that I put here. Just that moment when um they really show off the, the dancing sequence when when you were saying when you loved her shoes, when Davis yes. dances Judy out of the door. And they like go and they do that whole thing. Like, and it's just like this dream sequence of dancing. That's when Danny Kay gets attractive is when he's moving. Yeah. Is like when you see, when you see somebody dance and like, that's the thing is, is like talent is attractive. (laughs) It is. Yeah. People who are intellectual and not pedantic and Mm -hmm. uh, also people who can move. Oh, yes. I love that. They kept like, well, well, Judy and like that little tiny waist on (sighs) On uh, Vera Ellen. She had a lot of eating disorders. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. But the thing is, is but yeah, Vera she, Ellen had some trouble. Yeah, she did look amazing now. Like, and they really did try to fill her body out with all these, like, you know, with with shape, you know what I mean? Just trying to make oh, her look yeah. a, like a little bit more healthy and bigger. But the woman yeah. can freaking dance. My God. Ugh. Like it was just it's crazy when you just like when you get to watch her do all these little different things. Um, and then I wrote here all the white people dance in the minstrel show. Okay. <laughs> like I just wrote that. Like but then that Mandy oh. number during that yes. is a dream. And so when they're oh, all all the guys come out in the green tuxes with the red shirts and all the girls are in the red, red wigs and the red um what's called dresses like I was just in heaven like just yeah. watching all of that and I'm like I need a reason to dress people like this <laughs> like in the green suits oh, oh it's so so it. good so what is your history with this movie like what do you what do you when do you remember first watching it is this like a family movie for you oh yeah so I grew up so when you talk about watching vintage movie, I grew up with um mother a mother specifically who watches watched all of these movies religiously vintage movies vintage musicals my very mm-hmm. first musical that i'm aware of is seven bites for seven brothers okay and still that was in like my top three just because i grew up watching um these really really old musicals my mom was the and, same way in all honesty so yeah I get it. yeah I yeah that's why we and became so we, the theater kids that's where we met in the theater exa- i mean <laughs> that's exactly right that's exactly right yeah and so that we just grew up watching this at christmas time like there was no it wasn't even like a thing. And the wonderful thing is my husband also did too. So like, this is uh, very much traditional for us. We watch it. So my, I come from an Italian family. And so we do the seven fishes on Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. And so now I will not watch this movie until we get home for my families after having seven fishes. And now that's our tradition on Christmas Eve is to uh-huh. watch White Christmas. And we barely make it through like the first like 20 minutes, but I mean, I've seen it so many times. It doesn't matter. And then you just but, like pass out. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's usually I'm like super drunk and like, <laughs> I love food. that though. That's part of like your actual yeah. your annual holiday traditions. Like I have like yeah. my, my little traditions are like when I start putting up my tree, I have to have um home alone on. And then well, I do a Christmas vacation for that, but yes. <laughs> see, and, and National Lampoon's Christmas vacation is a movie after the presents are open my dad puts that on in the living room. Oh, yeah. And so that's on in the house while, while like everybody's like, you know, toying around with their gifts, you know, like after, yeah. after like the whole rush is over, then you watch Christmas vacation. So that's like an annual thing in our house. I remember I having that. like the VHS. And so, but white Christmas was one of those ones that my mom would put on here and there. Um, 
my mom was a big Gigi fan. Like she loves, yes, <laughs> you know? And so it was that. And so these ones, when they had like the beautiful costumes and everything, it was like, it was really mm-hmm. my, my mom's alley. So it was like, that's yeah. what my, my familiarity was with white Christmas. And then now as like yeah. an adult and just, you know, just kind of a little bit more into it, but I watch it with different yeah. eyes because I haven't watched it in such a, in, in like a couple of years. And so, and I feel like so adult and I'm like, this is like actually like really good storytelling. This is oh, like, yeah, it is. it's a very solid it's movie. Mm-hmm. It's a solid musical. And you said too, and I never even thought about it, that it's, it's a jukebox musical. Yeah. Jukebox musicals have been like around for like since, you know, thirties, forties, because they would take a particular art. So like, think of like, you know, the jukebox musicals that are out these days, like Jagged Little Pill. And like, they take a particular artist, like in this case, it was Irving Berlin. So mm-hmm. they took all of his music. Cause you can see a lot of these songs, like, isn't White Christmas and Holiday Inn? Like a lot of these, anything yeah. that did like an Irving Berlin type of music, like that was in so many different movies at the time. Yeah. It's, it's, the- it's, it's a jukebox musical. Yeah, and the trivia that I bring up later, the White Christmas wasn't, Bing Crosby sings it in White Christmas and in this and in one yeah. other movie. And I can't yeah. remember, we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, that, that's that's um, that's so so like, I never had thought of it that way before. And you said that and I was like, yeah. oh my God, it is a jukebox musical. And so Britney Spears has a jukebox musical coming out pretty soon. And I cannot yes. wait for that. And so yes. I saw that. And then do you know the other one that has a jukebox musical that, um, Bruce Valanche is working on is Dusty Springfield. Yes, I did hear about that. I, I think I saw like a poster for it. Yeah, that's going to be coming around. Yeah, and then we, yeah we have a friend. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, Wayne Barker, uh, who's one of Anthony's really good friends. I think they grew up together mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. And then they went to school in, in Syracuse. And Wayne wrote Peter and the Starcatcher. Oh my goodness. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. And he has a new one that he's working on with BD Wong right now. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say what the title is, but I'll tell you off air. So okay. yeah, he has a, he has a new musical. That. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's based off of a really based off of, of a movie from like when we were kind of growing up. And so they have okay. a new musical that's going to be coming out. So I'll tell you that off air. So that's yeah, a yeah, deep yeah. tease and I'll have, oh, Wayne yeah. on, I'll have Wayne on here one of these days if when he's allowed to actually announce it. Cause I know that they're like right now securing funding and all that kind of thing. Sure. So good luck to him and BD Wong for that. But yes. anyways. Um, okay. So back into like this movie, I, like I've already mentioned this Rosemary Clooney in the black gown in the black gown it was like next level that was my favorite the carousel club i told anthony that like for like my 45th or my 50th birthday i want to have a birthday party that is themed carousel club like i want the colors i want the carousel horses i want all of that as a party (laughs) like yes yeah live band and like we're gonna do that up so that'll be like you know in 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 a few years but anyways that was one of my favorite things. That's like, that is my aesthetic completely. Um, okay. Questions for you here about the love stories yes. here. So we have yes. Bob and Betty, and mm-hmm. then we have Judy and Phil. So, you know, we yes. have the dance couple and we have this, this, the voice couple. I mean, clearly there's, yes. there's the, one, one couple is really great. Do you root for one couple more? Is, did you like. I rooted. Root, is that, is that a word rooted? <laughs> I rooted um, it for. It rooted it for uh, Judy and Phil. I, okay. I think I have such a hard time watching Bing Crosby because he just looks so old. And also, like, he is very <laughs> prob- problematic as a person. Uh-huh. I mean, I didn't know that, you know, growing up, but, like, as you grew up, like, that dude's messed up. And so um, I guess I have a hard time, like, rooting for them. He looks like he's, like, 
50 years older than her. Like he just mm-hmm. looks like an old man and it bums me out. And so I was always rooting for Judy and Phil because I thought they were far more entertaining to watch yeah. as a couple. Their engagement party cracks me up every time. Oh yeah, totally. And it's just, it, they're cute and they're perfect. And after you see yeah. them dance, you're like, this is a thing. You know what I mean? I do understand yes. your thing with, with Bing Crosby. Cause it's kind of like the whole, like how I feel about John Wayne now. You know what I mean? I grew up as a kid who like his oh, dad would God. watch all those Westerns. And then as you find out more about yeah. John Wayne as a person, you're like, this is trash. And so Yeah. He's <laughs> like, trash. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like one of those legacies. But the thing is, it's like, but Bing Crosby does come with like the voice. So, you know what I mean? That oh, does. Right. That that does yeah. give him a little bit of a, a step up, you know what I mean, and, and whatnot. Yeah. But yeah, I kind of feel the same way. And it's just kind of like Betty, you know, what do you see in this guy? <laughs> like, I know. like, girl, you're so pretty. Okay. I'm glad that I'm not you the only see your one. Nephew one day. Yeah. It just <laughs> it didn't work for me. Okay. The show night, the show within a show. I was asking Anthony, and I think this would be really, really a cool thing to do. So if somebody steals this idea, mm-hmm. please just hand me 10%. But um, why does nobody do their show within a show as dinner theater? Like a white Christmas show with like all the trimmings, you know what I mean? Like, with all, like you know, like the show that they put on in at the ski lodge, that show should be a show that we do it like somewhere you know what i so mean i've never seen the stage version have you ever seen a stage version of this yes of, of white, white christmas, christmas? Mm-hmm. oh they, so they don't do that i refuse to see the stage version <laughs> but so. um just for you know because i just don't like this is why i don't want to see the new um west side story because i'm like well, what are you doing mm-hmm. um but uh, is, so they don't do that they don't do the show within a the show there. oh they do they do they do a little bit of the show but oh, okay. i'm just saying it's just to do a night where you don't do white christmas you just do the show that they're <gasps> oh, doing oh i would Love just that. Do oh, the dance it. holiday show that they're yes. doing. Minus minstrel show. We don't need that yeah. part, <laughs> but we can do or just the- like don't call it a minstrel show. Like don't like do the whole beginning part where you're like straight up saying it's a minstrel show. Cause like the other part, the like, Mandy the, the part. Mandy part. Yeah, yes. that's fine. But like don't do the minstrel show. <laughs> just just don't do it. It doesn't, it's do not it. worth it. <laughs> like you can't know. Yeah, so. you can't get you can't do that these days. Okay. And then I wrote in here when they come in, when the soldiers come in singing, we love him. And then it's just oh, like, that is and then so you just start horrible. crying. You're like, uh, I know it's so sweet. And I love how like the guys can't fit in their uniforms anymore. Uh-huh. They're all just like, they're like trying to put on their stuff and it doesn't fit. And, and he makes so the cute. comments. You guys all look horrible. And yeah. I love you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when it starts snowing and then like it starts snowing. And then when he goes out in the snow and when, when like, they come and they whisper in his ear. And for some reason, I forgot that that's what they were whispering in his ear. And I was like, what drama now? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it was just like, he they take him outside and he's like like a little kid outside watching the first snow. I and it know. was like, everything is going to be okay. They're going to stay and ski. You're going to get a couple nights out of this. Yeah. Make your money, grandpa. So, yeah, he would be the, yeah, he would be a good sugar daddy. Like, I'm just saying, oh, if yeah. he was a real person, guys. Like that's the place I want to live. Um, and I wrote, very I want- well, they have been because, mm-hmm. you know, so many actors back then were like very closeted, unfortunately. Completely. And so he, you, you never know, like he very well may have been. I know, but I think I missed my opportunity. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he's been dead for like 40 years. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But um, yeah, I, I just wrote, I want to live in this white Christmas world with all the red and white outfits and the little ballerina kids yeah. and like, you know, dressed like Santa Claus. So except for 
I love when they like they're singing, I you know, White Christmas, mm-hmm. and the you know the Christmas trees are up there, and they're all standing there like a big you know Christmas family. And then as they walk around the tree, and he opens up gifts from her, like you're just gonna open up gifts on stage, <laughs> and then they act so like. Weird. Yeah, then they're, when they're back behind the tree, they act like nobody can see them. They start kissing. Like, and then when they do a <laughs> they do a wide shot, and it's like, that tree is so spindly. Like, you can totally see through it. Like, everybody just saw you guys. <laughs> everybody just saw it. It was really awkward for everybody. Completely out That's there. so funny. It's funny, That's though. So true. Yeah, so when they kiss behind the tree, it's not that big. That's what I wrote here. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, so it's that. And then I just wrote, it's a good movie. It is. It's a oh. solid, good movie. Yeah, it's fantastic yeah Quality so fun. it is a recommendation i would say you guys watch it it's a good one for your christmas binges right now like i'm completely like into it so okay annie any more other thoughts on white christmas any other endorsements of it any other favorite um, parts my favorite part my favorite part of of the entire movie is is the part where danny k fakes like he like sprains his ankle mm-hmm and the the whole premise is they're trying to get the general away from the TV screen because that's when Bob goes on the screen and is telling everyone like, hey, we're doing this like surprise, you know, reunion for the general. When oh, Betty wow. falls in and love with him whole- for real, for real, because he's doing it yes, for like, yes. he's doing it for charity. Yeah. And so yeah, you're saying yeah. you like and- when he comes down the stairs. <laughs> Well, when he like falls down, he like does he like fall down the stairs and like everyone's yeah. like, ah! and like everyone's trying to like carry him around for some reason mm-hmm. that kills me every time. Yeah. Like I just like can't stop laughing. I love that part in his yellow socks. Like okay. that was one of those parts yes. too. When I tell Anthony, I was like, look at this movie. Like the co- the use of color is just perfect. You know oh. what I mean? Because there's yes, always there's somebody like in it. red. It's usually Judy yes. who's, who's like in, who's like in yes. a red color to remind you that it's a holiday movie. And then like. <laughs> He's talking about his ankle leg. You know, I think my femur's broke, that whole thing. And it's like, he's wearing these bright yellow socks. You're just staring at his legs the whole time. So it's just like, the movie is just, it's well thought of. It's perfect. It's so perfect. It really is. As we move on from White Christmas, I just want to kind of get into any other thing that you would recommend to people to watch right now. New, old, holiday, not holiday. What are you what are you telling people? So um, I've, I've been on this show before and y'all know that I watch a lot of K-drama. I'm not going to recommend that, even though Squid Games is a whole thing, but that, I'm not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I finally got on the Ted Lasso bandwagon. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you have you seen Ted Lasso? Yeah, it's like it's I mean, wonderful. I think everybody has. Maybe I'm like late mass. But there's like, a few people who haven't. Like Nelson on the show, he's like he, he's yeah. a, he's a, he's not even into it because some people just they do not want Jason Sudeikis around them, and I don't get it. But anyways, oh really? That's yeah. interesting. I think he's like so hot. That's interesting. He's he's he is weirdly attractive. Yeah, like is Jason Sudeikis. I, I don't know. No, I don't see he's problem problematic. Okay. And the show's written by Ashley Nicole Black, who just got like a huge deal. You know what I mean? Oh. So yeah, I she's. She's one of the main writers on the show. And then she just got another big, like, huge, like, um, production deal where so we're gonna be seeing a lot more coming from her from like HBO and, and Apple and all that sort of a thing. But she's one of the main writers on that. And so yeah, yeah. and actually Ted Lasso does sit a little bit in this holiday season right now. It is now. very holiday. It's very feely. And the Chris they just came out with the new Christmas show that that literally just came out. The animated one. Yeah, the animated mm-hmm. one. 
And then they, their Christmas episode from season two is just, you want to get in the feels like that show puts me in the feels every time. Oh, we're going to spoil whatever. So the breath (laughs) when they go to the dentist. Oh, that is so sweet. And then, and I've been telling people too that, yeah, if you like love, actually you'll love Ted Lasso. You know what I mean? Like they really do. They kind of almost exist in the same universe just by way of how they give you the good feels, you know? And so, and that's the thing is, is like the first season of Ted Lasso, there's a little bit of like slow, that kind of thing, but then it picks up and then the the Roy and Keely are like my favorite couple on TV. And they better not like Ross and Rachel them and do something crazy. Are we allowed to say, I mean, this it's been out for a while, like the season. Yeah. Like we just say that if you guys spoilers, jump ahead, jump ahead two minutes. Uh I'm so stressed. I'm so stressed about those two because I will be so disappointed. I just, but then I was like that whole thing with him and the teacher and Mm -hmm. that was kind of cute. And I was like, that kind of is interesting situation. And then Nate, man, I wanted to flip a table. I was so angry. I was Oh, when they, yeah. He's such a little, like a rat. Garbage. Yeah. As a person who is very vocal about their mental health issues, and I'm very vocal vocal about talking about mental health. And I went through a lot this past summer, which a lot of people are right now coming. We're not even coming out of the pandemic. We're just in this constant cycle. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of the things that happened in Ted Lasso in season two, really hit home for me and I was very emotional watching it. And so for him to do what he did at in the I don't know if that was in the finale or the the one before the finale mm-hmm. upset me. I was beside myself. Like I was crying and it wasn't even when he when he outed him. Me, when he outed him for having panic yeah. attacks. And I was like, look, oh mm-hmm. my Lord and have I, I will never forgive him. And I love that actor because I love him from British I watch a lot of British TV and I he's like done so many random roles and I thought he was so cute and funny. And now I'm like I can't do it. <laughs> He's so good at it, though. That's the thing. He is. It's just He's like, so good. He was really, really good. So my recommendation is actually coming from HBO oh. and The Sex Lives of College Girls. It Interesting. is the, the new Mindy Kaling. It's, oh. it's funny. It's okay. really, it's fresh. And the thing is, is in it has such a great voice to it. So yeah. it's, it's four girls who all move into college together. You can see that it's based off of her ivy league you know what oh, I mean? okay like background that kind of thing and there is an indian yeah. girl in it who's into comedy and into writing nice. i mean there's clearly one girl yeah. who's based off of mindy kaling right and um so it's her then you have like the girl who's on like a work study program who's on scholarship and that you know and she's very much um i don't know how to describe her remember heather ray who we went to college with yes. you know what i mean like the girl like kind of like just working her way through and just kind of yeah you know, but very like a little bit sheltered. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? That kind of a thing. That's what this character reminds me of. And then there's one who's like the rich one who's hiding like the secret of her sexuality. And then mm-hmm. you have um, the Senator's daughter who, uh, and she's um, her mother is played by Sherry Shepard. Oh, and okay. So, yeah. And so, and it's great. And so nice. it's, it's off the rails at some points, but it's really funny. They're unabashed with like sex, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like hand jobs here and there, you know, like just like anything, that, everything is on the table. And yeah. so, but funny. And I finished it yesterday nice. or no a day or a day or two ago. Cause I've been watching them consistently as they've been dropping yeah. and the last episode Oh my God. And like, so, and I don't want to give that one away, but like, yeah, like the very, very, there's a scene there that is just so emotionally pivotal yeah. and it is one of the best examples of somebody 
talking to somebody else about their feelings and being received. So good. Yeah. It's really, really good. So yeah, that's, that's like my like little thing right now. My recommendation is go ahead and watch the sex lives of college girls. So it sounds really, really salacious and it is, but it also has this other part. Okay. Before we end out, this is my new question. I've been asking everybody. And that is, what is your character crush of the week? That is a fictional person, place, or thing that you are kind of crushing on this week. This this is really weird. And I think says a lot about me, but or not, maybe, I don't know. But like for some reason, um, so obviously Succession just ended last last week. Succession mm-hmm. just ended last week. And this season, I don't know why, but Kieran Culkin, his character, <laughs> Roman Roy, was he's so wildly adult. attractive. He is, oh, he's old. He, I think he's a year That's the thing is, is, he's, yeah, it's a thing, but he's like, he's like an adult adult now. You he's know like what I mean? He's like an adult adult, yeah. And for some reason, like I just found him wildly attractive. And he's mm-hmm. he, he's a short, he is a shorty McShorttown and but that's okay because I feel like he has like so much charisma that it doesn't matter, and I don't know I found him like extremely attractive like I won't mention all the K drama actors that I'm always crushing on like all the time because no one will know who they are. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> but her, her, here's a question though for you like so with with um, Succession because I'm not even into yeah. it right now. Oh like, really? Oh, I know man. I watched like the first episode and it was just wasn't hooking me like do yeah. I need to like I need to stick around because everybody's yeah, like, loving like it one of those like you get well with this I mean I think we got hooked like episode one mm-hmm. um but it's a, Rupert, it's a Rupert Murdoch stories right isn't it like based on his family it, yeah it's like loosely based off of him yeah and um it's just it's so it's so ridiculous and it's got so much you know psychological nonsense with rich people like a lot of it's silly um, because you're just like, oh, poor little rich people. But like, <laughs> you're, you're uber rich. Ooh, I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of that this season too, um, where you're just like, you're not sure how you feel about these people, like literally going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, it's just compelling television. Um, I gotta get into it. I, I'll probably jump amazing. in. Yeah, I mean, like, for it's really ridiculous because Roman Roy is not is not a great person, but like you just watch him and he's magnetic. It's just, mm-hmm. he's just fantastic. Okay, I'm into it. Maybe I'll jump in. Um, <laughs> my character crush of the week is kind of vintage, but he's in a new movie. And it's not a new movie because it's not a great movie, but it's on HBO Plus and you can also find it on, on Amazon. It's a Christmas movie called Dear Christmas, starring the one and only Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. Okay, right? <laughs> so yes. the thing is, is, it is a cheesy-ass Christmas movie. And Melissa Joan Hart, She's like preserved herself, but in like a weird housewifey way. And that's the best yeah. way I can like kind of say it. That. You know what I mean? Like when you're like mm-hmm. looking at her, you're like, okay, so you've had the work done and everything, but you didn't go crazy, but you yeah. went crazy enough. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like just stay Come here on. now, please. But um, <laughs> her love interest in this. And the thing was, is, and I didn't know who he was the whole time because he looks so different. But when I did figure it out, okay, so her love interest's name is Chris Massey. Okay, I know it's gross. It's a Christmas movie, and his name is Chris Massey. Chris Massey. Oh, and, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, <laughs> was, his name is. I'm just trying to think of who he is. Now I got to no. look it up. So, but his, but it's played by Jason Priestley. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like that was the actor's name. No, 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 no. The actor's name isn't Jason. No, I'm so sorry. No, the character's name is Chris Massey, <laughs> but the actor who's playing him is, is Jason. Jason Priestley. 
And I didn't know it was Jason Priestley for the whole fucking movie. Like I'm like really? watching this. Yeah. And I'm like, it just, I didn't like, I found the movie just because it was Melissa Joan Hart and yeah. he doesn't look really recognizable because he's old now. He's a daddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. and like, the thing is, is in like, and he's just, he's got a little bit of a beard mm-hmm. and I, okay. I'm going to just show you a picture. Yeah, was, so you okay, guys, good. Okay. Go ahead and Google this, but um, I'm going to show Annie up a quick picture as we were sitting here. Does that look? Oh, look, the beard works. Right? Like, y'all. He's completely different looking. And I did not know this was Jason Priestley. And so I started watching the movie and I'm like, this guy is cute. And he's got this little belly. And like, oh, he's just like, know. he's a oh, good, yeah. he's, he's really cute now. And Can so. Can bring up a, like, oh, I see. Okay. Oh, let me move. Like, so y'all were on Zoom. Okay. You're bringing me a bigger picture. Yeah. Is, that is, it makes him look younger. You know, beard yeah. does well for everybody. Seriously. I think so, but like on him, it works. So that's my oh, crush kids. of the week is Jason Priestley. But specifically from uh from this movie. Oh, it's <laughs> like, on Lifetime. It's on Lifetime, yeah. but it's also you can catch it right now on uh HBO Plus and you can catch it. Oh on, nice. Yeah. Oh, and you know who okay. plays her um her mom in it? Wait, I'm mm. like all over the place. Uh, um she won the Tony for Guys and Dolls. And now it's Faith Faith Prince. Oh, Faith Prince. Faith no Prince kidding. plays the mom oh, in it. And I think Ed Bagley Jr. plays the dad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, it's, so it's like, it's like, it's, it's a really, really weird cast of like, you know, these people. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Nikki Whelan is her sister and who's like in a ton of like 90s movies and things like that. Yeah. But like, yeah, it, it's a cute little movie. It's called Dear Christmas. But Jason Priestley in Dear Christmas is super Look cute. And this Robin Givens, hot shit. Yeah. Robin Givens is Hillary Burton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all these random, like nineties people that you remember it. and they all pop up. So what she is, is Melissa Joan Hart plays this podcaster who, okay. She makes a living off a of podcast. I don't know what, lo- <laughs> what world she lives in. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, and she's got this podcast producer who's always on her ass about, you know, you gotta be really great with that, blah, 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 blah. And like, yeah. and so in her podcast is called dear Christmas. Oh. And then she goes home like they always do and she mm. meets you know so she sees this guy and he's an artist and blah 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 blah. so sure. it's a cheesy ass christmas movie but it's all based around podcasting and so like robin oh. gibbons and hillary burton they all pop up as like these people who have written into the podcast to tell their love story to be featured on the christmas episode of her awesome. podcast and the whole week she's like i gotta get home and prepare for my podcast and it's like <laughs> girl just write a page of notes and just talk okay like like record anywhere (laughs) like for real like she's always like oh i have to i have to practice practice what (laughs) like your intro yeah so but anyways but that would be my character crush of the week Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Bald and Bingeable. It's our holiday edition. We did White Christmas today. Tips from Annie on Walt Disney World. And then we also talked a little bit about New York. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Annie, if you guys want to catch her at WDW Collective on Instagram, you guys can also find Never Growing Up anywhere that you guys find podcasts listen to old episodes and like search around there sometimes they do like little map things where they actually like take take a map from Disney World and they go 
place by place and say, I would order this, I would not order this, go into this place, hide here from children. Like there's those kind of like tips and those kind of things. <laughs> so they, they, they put all those kind of things in there. And then they also just talk about just other random Disney stuff and like life stuff. So Brady, we can't wait till you come back. And so, and then they will they'll resume after that. But uh, Annie, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. As Absolutely. always, I love it. It's so much fun. Okay, you guys, good night and see you later. Good night from the lower level. Good night from the lower level.